So nice to be here with all of you. It's been a long time since we've had a, a rich, <clears throat> full session like this, and it's so nice to see the, the whole panoply of the Sangha. People from many different areas, and people many different ages, and people I've known for 20 years, and people I've known for 20 minutes. So nice to see the, the richness of this community. And, <clears throat> and it's so nice that we actually are coming together for such such an auspicious, both auspicious time and also um, auspicious purpose. This is Rohatsu Sishin, and Rohatsu literally means the eighth day of the twelfth month in Japan. Uh, other countries call this Bodhi Day, or Vesak. Vesak is a little different because it celebrates the Buddha's birth, enlightenment, and death all at the same time. Kind of interesting. So the genesis of this session, the genesis of Rohatsu, as you all know, is the Buddha, Gautama of the Shakya clan, before he was the Buddha, saw the three, what they call three messengers, someone who was old, or actually someone who was old, someone who was sick, someone who had died, and of course, the probability is just the reverse of those three, order, the order of those three. And one day, it struck him, that, oh yeah, me too. Me too. There's also a story by the great master Hakuin where someone was at a, a celebration and they were watching the waterfall nearby. And as they were watching the waterfall, they were watching the droplets of water and the bubbles, and they noticed that every single bubble burst. Every single droplet dispersed, some very shortly, some all the way at the bottom, every single one. And so the Buddha, I assume, had the same experience that all of us have the possibility of having, which is saying, me too. And all of us have had experiences of, you know, <clears throat> family members dying or being on a fairly benign trip and suddenly something untoward happens, and driving along in an accident. Someone who is perfectly functional hits their head and suddenly they're tottering around, walking out of the room with someone who is ill and they come back in and they've They've passed. All the fears of COVID and the morbidity and mortality from COVID or diabetes or cardiovascular problems. Joseph and I were at the British Museum one time, and the main display in the very center of the foyer was a layout of all the pills people took in their lifetime. They had two, two people as exemplars of all of us, and the table was 40 feet long, and over the course of their lifetime, they had laid out all the pills that people would, had taken, you know, birth control pills when they were younger, and all the different medications when we get older. So we have those truths, or just the truth of our own increasing infirmity for some of us, 
And that is the impetus for the spiritual path. Me too. All that I've worked for, all that I've protected, all that I've cherished, all that I value, I will be separated from it. All pleasures will come to an end. All achievements will be forgotten. Everything we have built or collected will fall apart, become irrelevant. So in the face of that, what is the meaning and purpose of life? And that heart question, what's it all about? What is, why am I here? What's, what's going on? I work so hard and it all disappears. What's the meaning? What value does anything have? And if we are fortunate, as all of us are very, very fortunate, we have the wonderful blessing of encountering people and traditions which say there are answers to these questions, say there is meaning, which say you can know this, the answer to this imponderable mystery. You can experience the truth that is, that answers those questions about purpose and meaning and what, why am I here? Gautama saw a monk, an exemplar of somebody who was practicing, and that inspired him to take the fuel of impermanence and apply it to the spiritual path. And we start walking the path, and we come here to Rahatsa. Now, it is important as we're walking this path to, to recognize it has a goal. There is a, um, there are achievements in a way. There is a recognition. There is a waking up. It's not just a meaningless this moment, this moment, this moment, but there is a larger understanding which we can wake up to. And so we come together in this particular Rohatsu session both to practice realizing that which has not yet been realized, and to support one another in waking up. Now, it is also technically a celebration and an honoring of the Buddha's waking up to the truth that is liberating. But the way that we honor the Buddha is by tasting that experience directly for ourselves. To, to know it, to become one with it, to meet the Buddha. Right here, right now. And to touch that truth which has been inspiring to generation after generation, to millions of people over the course of the last 2,500 years. And we are fortunate to come together to be surrounded by companions who are determined to wake up, who are determined to 
touch, know for themselves. And as we come together, of course, all the challenges to our realization come to the fore. become apparent. And that's part of this noble task that we're engaged in. The foundation, the ground, is the ground of being, which is being present right here, right now. Being aware and concentrated in the direct, vivid experience of this life, this body being breathed, this tingling aliveness that is our most intimate experience. But as we endeavor to become aware of that, we also become aware of our fixed thought patterns, our views, our beliefs, our defenses, that we have cultivated out of a false idea that these things will protect us, will save us, will be of benefit to us. And we may have begun spinning a cocoon around us, a cocoon which we thought was a cocoon of safety, we thought was a cocoon of uh, protection. But we can look back and see it's a cocoon often of fear, a cocoon of insulation. Nothing wrong with that, just the way it happens, just the way people, just the way we develop. We develop unskillful habits of mind. The number one is we develop a, un, we a conclusion about something and then we believe our conclusion and we act on our conclusion and then on and on it gets more and more tangled as we go on. So we come together for Rohatsu to see clearly, to break through this cycle, to become aware of that which is delusion, is delusion, and that which we have generated that stands in our own way, we look beyond. We come together to Rohatsu with the confidence that by walking this path, by being intimately engaged in our life, it will open the heart of compassion. And it will give us motivation to function skillfully in the world. And of course, we begin with concentration. Concentration in the body, the first foundation of mindfulness. Every practice has a body element. The body, mind, the world, they're not two things. Every practice has a body element. So it's very important at the very beginning of session to know what your practice is. Don't be confused. Be really clear what it is is the anchor of your concentration. Because without concentration, it is very hard to walk far on the path. And concentration means to allow the body to become, to allow the body-mind to take the scattered mind, which is so worried about all the stuff that happened in the past and all the stuff that might happen in the future and all the news and our problems in the past and all the anxieties about what and to drop them all into the experience of the body here and now. The world is not two. And to be 
experienced, to experience the body here and now, stable, present, confident, is to experience the stability, the presence, and the confidence of the whole world, because there are not two. So know what your practice is. Know what it is you are resting in concentration in, starting with your own body, whether it be the, the little area above your upper lip, or it be the whole body all at once, with a boundless nature, whichever, whatever it is, it all has a, a body anchor. And then to follow the guidance, not to change your practice, but to keep enlarging practice by, by feeling more and more intimately, by feeling more and more deeply, by, be, by having the inclusive mind. Of awakening. Awakening is possible. For us. For me. For you. It's possible because it is our essential, natural nature. And we call it waking up, just like we're asleep and unaware, and we suddenly wake up, and we see a different world. And that waking up is what Rohatsu Sishin is about. So we have this lovely container, this beautiful grounds and buildings. We have a container of silence, so that we're not constantly engaging in the discriminating, separating mind, but we have an opportunity to actually settle the mind into the silence of the body, the silence that is present, below sound, all the time. We have the opportunity to do our own work. So we come together, but we don't have to engage in all the social niceties. Good morning and hello, and what do they think about me, and do they like me, and should I do this, and should I do that? We have this very simple routine where each person can do their own work. And yet, we don't want to just ignore the, the living, breathing, vital human beings that are around us. And so as we pass, we bow. We just bow out of respect. We bow out of appreciation. We bow out of mutual support. We bow out of honoring this person's effort. We bow. We bow to life. It's recommended not to write, not to read, because writing and reading are by and large part of the discriminating mind, part of the mind that sorts things into right and wrong, good and bad, like and dislike, part of the, the mind that is the nature of words. And so, as a general guideline, we are moving, touching, that which is below words, that which is present before we even learn how to speak, before language. So by just simply following the schedule, showing up, concentrating, and becoming more and more absorbed 
and the movement of your own life energy through your own breath and the tingling aliveness of your own body. Right there is the place we wake up. Right there. So please, have confidence. Have confidence in the path. Have confidence in your own capacity for the path. And all of you have some degree of confidence in the teaching teachers, you wouldn't be here. And have faith. There's something mysterious going on that is bigger than we know. Have faith that there is a movement, a life energy that has brought us to this place and time, right here, right now. Out of all the infinite number of places we could have been in the world, all the eight billion people we could have had contact with, and all the infinite amount of time and space, somehow we are right here, right now. It's a miracle. Have faith that this miracle is important. Have faith that this miracle of being present in this particular place, this particular time, with these particular people, the universe needs it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be here. And because the universe needs us, we take full advantage of that and realize fully what it is that is always present. What it is right here that has always been free. And in this way, we touch and taste the Buddha's awakening and make the Buddha's awakening our own awakening. And it did not happen 2,500 years ago, but it happens now. Now. Please have patience and confidence and put your whole being into the possibility of liberation as we walk the path together. <laughs>